Hello and welcome to the RBC Ross Trevor Campus Sermon Podcast. Our mission here is loving God, loving people and seeing lives change. At RBC, our heart is to build a Jesus-centered community, to see lives changed in multiple languages and locations. We hope you enjoyed this message from one of our weekend services. To find out more about us, please visit our website, rbc.org.au. Well, as Mike uh, said, uh, tomorrow is uh, Christmas Day, and as you uh, already know, that is that is the case. And so, who here is kind of excited and looking forward? And adults, this is okay for you too to be excited, but looking forward to uh, waking up and maybe opening a few gifts tomorrow. Is people looking forward to that tomorrow? Yeah, there's a few. There's a few hands around the place. I'm getting a few nods, a few yeehaws. That's great. Uh, that's really really good. Um, I wonder. Uh, so today. Uh, Ellie and I, uh, we opened our presents today. So we did that this morning. We kind of like to spread things out uh, a little so it's not all on Christmas Day. So we opened presents uh, today and we had a wonderful time. Uh, Ellie's had a tradition in her family where she uh, has uh, uh, um, chocolate croissants and so we thought that we would, uh, we've had a few years where we didn't do it, kind of thought this year would bring it back, sound like a good idea. So we sat under our tree today and opened presents uh, with some chocolate croissants. If that's not part of your tradition, recommend, recommend. Really, really good. You can bring it in anytime, okay? So maybe Mick and Jacob, this could be something you guys bring in uh, tomorrow. Uh, you're just starting out this Christmas, so it could be a little family tradition. Ellie will recommend. We got, um, uh, we got Tommy a couple of gifts we got him a uh, we got him a golf shirt he loves his golf and uh, we got him a guitar tuner he loves a guitar tuner or a ukulele tuner so he was thrilled uh, Ellie got me uh, some camping equipment so we are venturing into the deep dark world of camping uh, that is on our horizon for 2024 so pray for us uh, pray for us. Uh, we definitely need that. And so I got a little, a little stove burner uh, today. So looking forward to using that. And I got, I got Ellie a present. And the present I got Ellie uh, is 10 years in the making. It's a promise. Uh, husbands, if you make any promises, best to keep them closer to the rather than 10 years like I did. Uh, but today I finally fulfilled a promise to Ellie that I made 10 years ago and I got her a present and it was for a date night of uh, ballroom dancing and uh, she's wanted to do that so please, please, please pray for me on January 10, okay? And, uh, and pray for Ellie as well because she's hoping for a good night. She does not know that I have three left feet and that's just the, that's the reality. But we are hoping to at least still have a good time uh, tomorrow. So we did that today and it was a lovely, lovely time. I wonder though, has anybody expecting a gift this big tomorrow? Anybody expecting a gift that big tomorrow? I'm not seeing too many hands go up, no. So, oh, there's one at the back here. Hopefully you've got one ready, Craig, because uh, if not, hopefully it's this big. I saw that hand go up. So it is a big gift, right? This is uh, big and it is huge. You can't really miss it. And I asked the team this year, our theme, of course, is next big thing. And I asked the team, can you build a big present to go on the platform? And this is what they came up with. How good have they done? Um, hey, I think they've done a, a great job. 
But the reason why we put this big, uh, this big gift on the platform is because there's a story that's told this time of year at Christmas. And the story is that Christmas is actually all just about the big gifts. It's all just about the big thing. It's all about the, the big event, the big family gathering, or it's all about the big shopping spree or the accumulation of more and more stuff. And so this big gift kind of represents that story. And it's a story that's familiar to us. It's a story that is common that we hear this time of year. It's one that we hear in our shopping centres. We see it in the catalogues. It's one that we see on our social media feeds. This is like the big story at this time of year. I remember growing up and every year there would be the next big trendy gift that you had to get, right? You know, you know this. So this is showing a little bit of my age, but uh, in 1989, the trendy and the big gift of that year, do you know what it was? Any, any ideas? Well, let me tell you. It was a Nintendo Game Boy uh, who had one of those. Then a few years later, uh, the big gift came out was the Apple iPod and that revolutionised music. You know, no longer did you have to have a cassette and a pen you, and neither did you have to have a CD, but you could like have your own music in one spot. That was amazing. That was the big gift of Christmas. A couple of years later, a few years later, came the Xbox Okay, and this year, do you know what the big gift is this year? Apparently, this is the big gift of 2023, it's the PS5. Anybody getting a PS5 tomorrow? Any PS5ers out there tomorrow? Parents, well done. Kids aren't putting up their hands, so they're not expecting that, so that's okay. But I reckon the real popular gift this year as well, I don't know if you've ever tried to get it this year, that is a digital picture frame. Did anybody go and try to get a digital picture frame this year? A couple of people, Framio, I looked everywhere, good guys, JB Hi-Fi's, could not find one. So I reckon they've been a pretty popular gift this year. And so at Christmas, we kind of look for the, the next big thing, the next big gift. But here's the thing, if we're honest with ourselves, we also do it in life as well. In life, we tend to chase after the next big thing, thinking that in that next big thing, I'll find happiness and I'll find hope. It might be in a next job promotion or a new house or a new car or maybe just the next big event or the next big breakthrough or achievement. And so it can be easy for us to find ourselves caught up in the chase for the next big thing and caught up in the hustle of the commercialised Christmas. And so this big gift kind of represents and characterises that chase and that story. But tonight, I want to talk about a different story. I want to talk about another story. And the story I want to talk about tonight is another story that we hear at this time of the year. And it's a story that takes us right back to the heart, right back to the beginning of Christmas. And so to help me share this story with you tonight, I've actually got a couple of gifts and it's a couple of presents that I wanted to, to share and to show us to help us to be able to understand uh, this story. And what I've done is I've actually hidden these presents inside this big gift. And the reason I've done that tonight is because the reality is that this other story of Christmas that I want to share with us tonight 
is one that is often hidden. It's often lost. It's, it's something that's often uh, not heard in amongst the commercialized story of Christmas. And so does anyone want to see the presents or the gifts that I've got that would help us to understand this story of Christmas? Well, that's great. Two people do. That's wonderful. So let's um, have a little bit of a look. Now, uh, I should have checked with Mike how to open this thing. He didn't tell me. So I'm just going to have a crack at how to open up this thing. And I reckon if I come over here, this looks like normally you kind of go to the edge, don't you, of the present and see what I can find. It doesn't seem that doesn't seem to work. Open the bow. Let's pull on the bow. Yep, that's not quite doing it. Maybe over this side I might be able to get in and have a bit of a sneak peek. No, not there. Let's kind of tap around. As people scrunch, you know, when they open presents, do people just kind of rip them open? Who's the kind of person who rips open presents? Yeah, yeah, I'm getting a few nods. Or who's the one that kind of saves the, the wrapping? Yeah, there's a few nods for the wrapper savers as well. Today, we didn't, we didn't open any presents with wrapping. We thought we would save ourselves a whole lot of time. And do you know what? It was amazing. This is what we did. So parents, hot tip. We're only two and a half years into this thing, so we don't, don't, you don't really get any hot tips from me, but this worked. We, we said to Tommy that what you have to do is you have to cover your eyes like this, and then we just put a present in his hand, right? So he ends up doing this. It was amazing. No wrapping needed. We saved so much, so much money. Uh, as well on that. But let's have a bit of a look here because I reckon I can see something here that will help to reveal the gift that we, uh, that we need. Here we go. Let's have, a, let's have a look in here. So the gift that I bought us tonight is a manger. It's a manger and I'm going to talk a bit more about the manger. We'll hear more about that in a moment. But I also uh, put in here my Bible. And I put in here my Bible because in here we read the greatest story of all time. We read here about the greatest story that has ever been written, really. We hear about the most important and significant words that have ever been spoken into the history of humanity. And it's a story that has changed people's lives. I don't know about you, but I've never heard anybody come and tell me, Dan, I went late night shopping uh, at Maya on Friday night. The shops were open until 12 and I got in there at like 10.50. It was amazing. I looked around. I bought a whole lot of stuff. I bought a big Toblerone and that was incredible. Do you know what? After I bought that, it changed my life. I am a new person. I will never be the same again. No one's ever said that to me when they've gone shopping. But do you know what? The story that we're going to read tonight, the story that we're going to unpack a little bit tonight is a story that has changed the lives of millions of people around this world in various languages and countries all over the globe. And it's a story that has changed my life. And it's a story that I believe, if embraced and received tonight, can change your life too. Do you want to read this story tonight? It's found in Luke chapter 2 and it is a story that we need to hear over and over again and this story really is the big story this Christmas and so let's read it together. Luke chapter 2, it says this, In those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. 
This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified, just like Dave and Barry. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, because I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. For all people. Today in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And what will be the sign? The sign will be a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. A baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. I love Christmas. I love all of the gifts. I love all of the celebrations. We will have a great time with our family tomorrow and it will be amazing. But the story that you just heard, the story that I just read to you, is the story of Christmas. It is the big story of Christmas. It is what Christmas is all about. It is the heart and the soul. It is the centrepiece of the Christmas story. And it is the best story that you will ever, ever encounter. You see, here's the thing. When everything is boiled down at this time of year, what matters most is this baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. It might not sound big. It might not seem impressive. In fact, it might even seem quite ordinary. But this baby in a manger is everything that you and I need this Christmas. Everything that you and I have longed for this Christmas. Everything that we have dreamed of and everything we are searching for. You see, this baby in a manger that Luke tells us about, this baby in a manger is not just any ordinary baby. This baby is God himself come to us in the person of Jesus. And in John 1.4, we read these words. It says, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Christmas will forever and always be about the Word made flesh and come dwelling among us. Always and forever. God became flesh and made his dwelling among us. God became one of us, put on human skin, moved into our neighbourhood, lived among us, experienced the things that you and I have experienced, walked where you and I have walked. This is what Christmas is all about. This is the miracle of Christmas. 
deity became humanity. The infinite became an infant. Will Hall, uh, who is a, uh, who is a, a poet, uh, uh, Will Small, sorry, describes the miracle of Christmas this way. He says, The first miracle of the incarnation, God shrinks, takes up residence in a womb, downsizes from cosmic accommodation to the boundaries of a belly. The sustainer of all things, sustained by a placenta, hands that crocheted constellations in their spare time, forego fine motor skills, and emerge coated in vernix, fragile thumbs and fingers upon the newborn Christ. This seems so ordinary, yet this is the miracle and the centre of Christmas. In an ordinary feeding trough, comes an extraordinary God. But why does this matter? Why does it matter that the infinite God would step into our world, into our shoes as such? Why does that matter? Well, I want to share with you tonight, in the little time we just have remaining, a few reasons why Christmas is a big deal because God became one of us. And the first one is this. It is a sign. This baby that is wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger is a sign to you that God loves you. It's a sign that God loves you. You see, each one of us needs love. We long for love and not just any type of love, not just I love the sausage sizzle out there or I love playing mini golf or I love the slushy. Parents might not love that later on tonight. Not that type of love. I'm talking a real unconditional love. A love that says and defines our worth apart from what we do, apart from what we accomplish, apart from who we know or what we own. The type of love that says, I don't love you for what you can do for me. I don't love you for how much money you have. I don't love you for how successful you are or for who you know. I just love you for you. That's the type of love that we all long for and all need. And this is the kind of love that we see in the manger. 1 John 4.9 says it this way. This is how God showed his love among us. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. You see, what does this mean for you? It means this, that before you were even born, before you could even achieve anything, before you could even earn anything, accomplish anything, do anything, God showed he loved you already. That is the beauty and the centre of Christmas right there. That is the big deal of Christmas. So for anyone who wonders, does anyone care? Does God care? Does anyone love me this Christmas? The Christmas story, the one that we have just read, gives a huge, big, profound yes. You can know that you are loved because of the baby that came in a manger, God himself in the person of Jesus. God loves you. The baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger also says to us tonight that God is with you, that God is with you. Have a look at Matthew 1.23. It says the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him what? They'll call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with 
us. God with us. Now, do you know what makes this story so incredible? That prior to this story that we just read in Luke chapter 2, God had been silent for over for, for 400 years. God hadn't said a word to the people of Israel for 400 years. Previously, before the time of silence, he spoke through the, through the prophets. He communicated through burning bushes, through fire by, by night and a cloud by the day. He spoke, but for 400 years, he was silent. People wondered so many things. They wondered, is God dead? Is God got, has God gone missing? Is he mad at us? Is he, what have we done? Has God forgotten us? Or maybe God's just run out of something to say. You see, there's this longing for God to move. There's this longing for God to move. Then after 400 years, God broke his silence, but he didn't do it with a booming voice. He didn't do it with a trumpet sound. He did it with a human cry. He did it with a human cry. The cry of a baby. The cry of a baby. I love this so much. Do you know why? Because it says to us many things, but one of the big things it says to you and I is that God can identify with your cry and mine. God can identify with your tears and with your pain. He can identify with your cry. You see, in the midst of a painful moment, a PS5 might distract you for some time, but it's not actually going to help you through that experience. Many people think that when they are going through tough times or when they're feeling abandoned, that God has forgotten them that God has nothing to say to them in those moments. But Christmas says the opposite. Christmas says that when you find that the bottom has fallen out of your life, you have someone who knows what that is like. You have someone who has experienced that too. And so someone who will be with you and who can counsel you through to help you get through and out the other side again. That's what Christmas says to you. It says that God is with you in your tears and in your pain. N.T. Wright puts it this way. He says, there's no point Jesus arriving in comfort when the world is in misery. No point having an easy life when the world suffers violence and injustice. If he is to be Emmanuel, God with us, he must be where the pain is. He must be where the pain is. I don't know what pain you're experiencing this year. I know when we look around our world, we see pain, don't we? We've spoken about some of that tonight as we're giving to Cambodia. We look to the Middle East, we see pain. We see pain in so many places. And in those moments, we can think that God is absent, that God doesn't care, but the Christmas story says, nah, God is right there in the midst. He understands. He sees you. He knows what you are going through. He's experienced it all, and he can help you through it 
all. And so tonight, if you are in the middle of a divorce this Christmas, if you find yourself in the middle of chemo this Christmas, if you are in the middle of a family tragedy this Christmas, or if you are waiting on a diagnosis uh, that you are fearing this Christmas, then wherever the pain is for you, know this thing, God is with you. God sees you. God cares about you. He is standing right there with you. There are moments when you might think, where is God? I've lost him. No. Christmas says to you, this baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger says, God is standing right with you. He will never leave you and he will never forsake you. You can take that to the bank tonight. That is what Christmas is all about. He is Emmanuel, God with you in the midst of it all. That is the big story of Christmas. That is a story that can change your life. It's a story that has changed the lives of millions. And finally tonight, this baby wrapped in cloth, lying in a manger, says to you that your Saviour has come. Your Saviour has come. Have a look what it says in Luke chapter 2, verse 11. It says, Today in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Maybe you're here tonight, and maybe this is your first time even stepping foot into a church tonight, and you haven't really given much thought to your need for a saviour. But we are all in need of a saviour. Why? Because we cannot save ourselves. None of us are good enough. None of us are smart enough. None of us have accomplished enough or achieved enough to be able to save ourselves. We cannot save ourselves. You see, if we were all okay, if we did not need any help, if we could save ourselves, then there would be no need for Christmas, no need for a saviour to come who is Messiah and Lord because we could do it all on our own. But Christmas says, uh-uh. Christmas says we can't. But there's good news. A saviour has come to dwell among us. Christmas exists because we are not okay and we need a saviour. Tim Keller puts it this way. He says, There has never been a gift offered that makes you swallow your pride to the depth that the gift of Jesus Christ requires us to do. Christmas means that we are so lost, so unable to save ourselves, that nothing less than the life and death of the Son of God himself could save us. That means you are not somebody who can pull yourself together and live a moral and good life. This is the beauty of Christmas. It's all about grace. It's God's grace to us. Jesus didn't come for us because we were awesome and we had it all together. No, he came for us because we weren't, yet he loved us anyway. That is the big story of Christmas. The big story of Christmas will always and forever be about God becoming flesh and dwelling among us. And so this Christmas, let me ask, what are you going to do with this baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger? Will you embrace this story 
as your own? Will you embrace this story as your family story for this Christmas? Will you accept that this Jesus loves you, is with you, and has come as your saviour? Maybe tonight you're here and you've just gone, Dan, it's great actually. Do you know what? Uh, if I'm honest, I probably have just seen that big story uh, of Christmas. Uh, I have just thought it is all about the big stuff. And so you've made me think at least a little bit tonight. If that is you, then fantastic. What I'd love for you to do is after the service, what we do every, every Christmas is we just have these little bags and we just call them grab-and-go bags because that is all they are. You can grab them and go, no questions asked. Okay, They're out on a table, out in the foyer, and on your way out, grab them and go. In there, you'll get a little gift from us, Okay, something that you can take, just a little gift, but also you'll find some more information, some more about the story that we've heard tonight. There's a little Bible, I think, in there for you, a little bit more about who we are, and you can read more about this story, this big story that we've heard tonight about Christmas. So could your next big thing be to make a decision to follow Jesus today? Could that be your next big thing? Thanks for listening and we hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If this message has impacted you in some way, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us through The Hub online at thehub.rbc.org.au or through our social media links in the show notes. See you next time.